Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Right For Your Life podcast. And today we are going to be talking about podcasts. Imagine that, very meta. Um, and I'm joined by the marvellous Mike Hurley. That's not his full name, he just called himself Mike. Um, and he is a podcast extraordinaire. And, um, and welcome, Mike. Thank you very much for having me, Mr. Broom. Have you ever been introduced as a podcast extraordinaire to anything before? Um, no, I don't think I have. I quite like that. I have been called the British King of Podcasting and the Crown Prince of Podcasting. So either of them were also true. So you, you have actually been called something quite similar. I thought I was setting some kind of precedent with a ludicrous name, but never mind. I like podcast extraordinaire. It hasn't got to be royal. I think people just naturally assume because I'm British that it has to be royal. Well, that's because you do a lot of podcasts with American people, isn't it? Yeah, so they think that probably we're all part of the royal family. Possibly. Well, there's a lot of American listeners to write for your life too. We love American listeners. We love American people in general, don't we? We do. All of them. Every single one of them. <laughs> Absolutely. So, right, enough of this nonsense. We're going to be talking about um, how to put together a, a podcast, and I, I'll be trying to steer it towards a writing podcast in places as well. So, the idea is that it's, um, it's, it's inevitably going to be a little bit technical, but it's not going to be extremely technical and um, it's going to be hopefully you'll be, have enough information and I'll include links and uh, in the in the post that goes with this uh, podcast on right for your life so hopefully you've got enough um, bits and pieces to go away and think about starting your own writing podcast so to kick us off I think it's worth um, just covering what a podcast actually is so if you could sort of start us off with that Mike that'd be great um a podcast, if I have to explain it to somebody who asks what I do, who I know is not technical, I kind of say, imagine an online radio show. So how you may have like a weekly radio show around a certain subject um, is kind of effectively what it is, but it's all done online. Um, Wikipedia's definition of a podcast um, is a series of digital media files that are released episodically and often downloaded through web syndication. So effectively, to try and put that into real English, um, I will record an episode of a podcast, which will be in, in an audio file, like an MP3, which I will then upload to a podcast host, and all of my listeners will have an application or they will go to the website that hosts the, like the website around that podcast and will listen to it there or it will be downloaded automatically for them through the application. Like iTunes. iTunes is a podcast catcher. And in the iTunes store, it's a whole area where you can find lots of podcasts to listen to. Yeah, so I think the, and the key point there is that it, it's not, it's not a, a single show. So people often will say, oh, I listen to the podcast. But that doesn't mean you listen necessar necessarily to one particular episode because they are a series of episodes you can't um because uh, we actually get a lot of people um, a lot of clients at, at work not not so much anymore but they would say if we're doing a website for them say we want to include a podcast and i would always say do you mean you'd like to record a single audio file that you've got just like one show that you've recorded or are you actually going to keep this updated because that's the other thing too isn't it this is something that you would expect to be uh, regularly updated it is it really is like starting a radio show so you something that you do you know every so often or, or every week or every two weeks whatever it is but it's something that is updated on a regular basis yeah it is it is you know when, when i may refer to show and by that i literally mean the show like eastenders or you know something is a tv show this is like a podcast show so you know this right for your life podcast is a show because it is not just one; it is an episodic show of podcast episodes. 
Indeed. So I think we've. Uh, I think we've, I think that makes it makes sense. It makes sense to me. That's the main yeah. thing. Uh, <laughs> that's not the main thing at all, is it? A terrible thing if to it say. It makes sense to you. It makes sense to anyone. Eh? Well, that's that's kind of what I meant. Um, so I guess. I guess uh, the, the, why do one? I guess that's the other the other thing. What's the point in doing a podcast? A lot of um, a lot of writing blogs uh, will tell people that they need um, budding writers. You need to have a web presence. That's kind of mm. a mantra these days, especially as it's much more and more difficult to get published uh, traditionally. Um, and and of course, if you're self publishing your work, then um, you need to promote yourself as much as possible. So people say, oh, you need a blog or you need a website. So I guess why, why go the extra step and have a podcast as well? Um, so I've kind of picked three reasons why I think it's a good idea. And I think all of these all of these three reasons are why I decided to add this podcast um, to Write For Your Life too. The first is that it gives you a chance to get your personality across a bit more. So it's fine having a voice as such um, uh, with your writing. And, uh, and, you know, you like to think once uh, over the series of um, several articles, people get to know what you sound like when you write, get to know what your writing's like and who you are. But obviously... In a podcast, you actually get to be yourself or a certain sort of portion of yourself. <laughs> um, and, and so that helps. So if you, you can, if you want to introduce yourself, let's say, to an agent or, you, or, or to your readers, you can say, this is who I am. This is what I sound like as well. You can read my work, but this is also what I sound like. Um, and uh, secondly, of course, as I say, it's quite good for promotion so that I know that some people will listen to the Write For Your Life podcast who perhaps don't really listen to, uh, don't really read the website very much. So you can sort of, it's not just another way of promoting your work and pro- promoting your, uh, either your, your writing, whether it's, it's your fiction or creative writing or whether it's the website itself. It's, it kind of, because, um, because the podcast lives, um, it lives on your site, but because it can be accessed via other means like iTunes or other applications, um, and people don't actually have to come to your website to listen to it. They can have an entirely, uh, podcast sort of experience without ever seeing your site. So it's just another way of, I don't know, getting your tentacles out into the, uh, world of, uh, into, out into the writing world. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to leave that tentacle reference there. Uh, finally is it's, it gives you good practice for speaking. Writers, of course, need to um, perform their work, or if they do readings, then they'll be expected to read well and clear and uh, with good, uh, I don't know, good rhythm, that kind of thing. So just speaking in public and getting used to your own voice and kind of working with your voice and listening back and improving it um, is extremely handy too. So um, that's why I think it's a good a good idea to do a podcast for writers. I mean, what, um, why, why did you start a podcast, Mike, instead of, um, instead of a blog? Cause you, you just do, I mean, you do do, uh, bits of writing, um, on the podcasting project. I know that, but, it's, but primarily you're, you are a podcaster, aren't you? Yeah. I think originally I, I started my first podcast, the brochure, which is like just a technology news podcast. Um, just because I, I am a massive geek, especially with like tech news and stuff. I love the whole industry around it. Um, and I tried writing in the past, but um, I'm too harsh. I'm, I'm, I'm too harsh a critic when it comes to writing on myself. And it takes me many hours to get a, like a blog post together that I could speak in about 10, 15 minutes. Because when, when you're talking, you can't edit yourself um, easily. I mean, you could go in and edit the file, but it, you know, if you edited down this sentence... Um, and took out some of the words it would just sound 
terrible because of the flow of your voice is, you know, is, is obvious to hear. So it just got to the point where I would be writing something and it would take me such a long time that I figured if I just speak this, I can sort of correct myself as I go along. People are used to hearing people talk like that, you know, because I'm doing it right now. You correct yourself as you're speaking. So I just thought that it was a much easier way for me to get my points across and to do it in a in a way that I was comfortable with. Yeah, I think that all makes sense to me. I, I sometimes much prefer to. Um, that's why I do the episodes as well. Sometimes I do like the video podcast things, and um, just because I find it, some, if I've just got a thought, it's quite easy just to sit down and say it. And, and um, to be a writer, you know, like you and like your listeners are, I mean, sometimes it must be nice not to write. <laughs> well that that is <laughs> there is an element of that as well especially when you do it all day as well like I do yeah, as a job as a if job you write for a living and write a novel you don't always i guess want to be writing blog posts and if you can speak a blog post it might be a bit bit easier on the old fingers this is true this is true so okay um the next thing we're going to talk about is hardware so what what actual physical technology you need to be able to record a podcast because I think that one of the things that might put people off is they think that they need lots of really expensive equipment and while obviously as with most things in life the more you pay the better quality the end product will be or what you get out of it might be better but I think podcasting is one of those things that actually you could actually you could get one up and running pretty cheaply so where should we start how about um microphones and headphones yeah um this is one where you can spend anything from nothing to an untold amount of money. So, to start with, I mean, it kind of depends on whether you think you're going to have a massive audience from day one. If you have a really large blog and you want to add a podcast to it, let's say you have a few thousand readers, there's a strong likelihood that a large percentage of them are going to, are going to listen to the first episode. And if you want people to continue listening the audio quality has got to be good because that is what people will initially turn off for. Less the content, more the audio quality. If somebody turns it on and you just sound like you're stuck inside a tin box six feet under the ground, nobody's going to listen anymore. And I've known that to happen to people. I've seen it happen. And I think in some extent it's happened to me with some of the earlier stuff that we did. So, so you know, because all modern computers now have microphones built into them. And you can, and it will pick up your voice quite nicely, but you won't sound very good. So, for example, any Mac laptop, I know, you know, all Mac computers do now, and a lot of Windows machines. Obviously, it depends on how old it is, and depends on who makes it. If it's got a camera in it, it's going to have a microphone in it. Um, but then you can, from there, you can spend small to moderate amounts of money and get a quite good results i mean i would maybe suggest now i started off using a logitech headset now you can get these quite cheaply you know for like 15 20 pounds off of amazon and that would you say that that's the kind of the next logical step up from yeah um the microphone that's built into your computer if you haven't got one of those or if you want to sort of take the next step up you would say perhaps one of the one of the headsets that you can get yeah. off, off okay or even i mean something like um a hands-free kit from a phone so right. the iPhone hands-free kit does a fantastic job um, so if you have an iPhone I mean you could record it on your iPhone or you could plug that into your Mac um, and it will it will pick up the microphone from that yeah um, so for very you know for, for most people probably a lot of people now for for nothing you have a, a, a step up 
from there. Um, and then you maybe want to look at something like a USB headset um, because the microphone's right in front of your face. So the microphone itself is not going to sound fantastic. It's not going to be a good microphone, but because it's closer to you, it's going to pick up the audio a lot better and not pick up so much background noise. And after you've been using those for a while, you do get used to the idea that you might look like someone who works in McDonald's. Yeah, that, that's the problem. And they're, they're very uncomfortable. Or Madonna. Yeah, or Madonna. Either or, really. You, you can choose, I guess. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and then going up from there, I mean, personally, I used a microphone and, then, and I convinced Ian to buy one as well, which is called the Blue Yeti. Um, it's about £100 or $100. Um, for some reason, the amount's the same, even though that makes no logical sense. Um, it's a USB microphone. It's not the best microphone in the world, but it, it does a very good job uh, for the money. And I know a hundred pounds is a lot is a lot of money, but for this sort of equipment, for the quality that this microphone gives you, that is a good value for money. Yeah, I mean, and I've uh, I've been using this now for about three or four months, and the the sound quality is far better than anything I've used before. Um, but it's also it, I've used it for other stuff too. So I've used it to um, I've used it to rec- well, for instance, I'm I'm currently this is an exclusive. I'm currently recording kind of a volume one audiobook of uh, Write for Your Life posts, sort of to, to an audio versions that I'm gonna that I'm gonna um, sell for not very much money through the website. And I've used this microphone, and I know that the the quality is pretty good. It's 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 I feel like I can you know charge people for it. I think that it is. It's it's not far off a professional standard. Would that be would that be true? You can you can get a, a reasonable standard uh, of audio out of this. I mean, you, we can we're both using them now, aren't we? So that's yeah. quite a good indication. If I you guess. think that this sounds good, which I'm sure that you will think that you know people would think that this is this sounds. I mean, because of the way that you're listening to it, it would sound sort of radio-ish quality. Because of the yeah. way, because you know, radio is going over airwaves, so there's degradation there. I mean, if, if people on the actual radio, FM radio, use these microphones, they would sound horrendous. But it's because the digital files are, are, are of a better quality. Yeah. But, you know, it can go up from there. I mean, you're looking at thousands of pounds and you're looking at actual studio grade equipment. But I think that for the majority of people, the highest level that they would need to go microphone wise is what I've got on the desk and what you've got on the desk. Which okay, so so that's just to recap then uh, for sort of three levels. You can either just use if you're really just starting out, you can just use something built into your laptop or your desktop, perhaps if you've got a, a, a little microphone on your monitor. You could perhaps use the headphones you get with either your iPhone or I'm sure that other other phones or might also come with like a Bluetooth style headset. Uh, you might even want to use a um, one of the headsets that you can buy that sort of plug into your computer via USB. And then the next step up is more like something that we're using now, which is, um, this is uh, what, about £100 or $100. And you can perhaps get some that are in between that will more or less do the job, but we, we've used these and I guess we can recommend them. I mean, I would say for the first two sort of stages, you should only really be looking at doing them if you're still practicing. Yeah. Or if you don't expect things to, 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 if you don't expect to have a lot of listeners to start out with, if you want people to be listening, you really do need to spend a little bit of money, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's worth. I mean, I found it to be worth investing. Like I say, I've now, I now feel like I have a proper microphone. If that makes sense, yeah, it's yeah. just like I mean, I use it for doing this sort of thing, but I also feel like, you know, even like Skype calls with family, it's about ten times clearer, and I and and you know the. Yeah, it's just it's just nice to have a nice microphone sometimes if you if you're going to use it for other stuff. Um, 
Okay, what about what about headphones? Are they are they are headphones essential? Yes. Uh, for a couple of reasons, you don't want to use because you don't want to, to say, for example, we, guests like we have here. Now we're talking over Skype. Now you wouldn't want me to have my speakers on from my Mac in the background because you would hear an echo of Ian when he was talking, and vice versa. So headphones you do need to have. Now, as I said, most of the solutions that we've spoken about come with headphones integrated. Yeah. Um, but if you're, for example, just recording with a microphone like we have, like a standalone microphone, or if you're going to be recording into the microphone built into your computer, you do need to have some headphones. Now, everyone has headphones in their house, which is a good, but they should only be your starting point. Now, there's one tech... There's a technical reason why you'd only want to start with, say, some cheap earbuds. That would be because when you're recording, if you're recording into a microphone and you have earphones like the iPhone earphones on them, if somebody is speaking to you, you can obviously hear them in your ears. Now, they don't have a lot of noise, sort of. They're not able to keep the noise in, is probably the easiest way that I can say it. So you get what's called audio bleed. So you will be able to hear a slight echo in the track, which is the other person talking. Does that make sense, Ian, if I explain that? Yeah, I think so. It's just it's kind of the same problem as, as not using headphones at all, is that you can just yes. hear yourself yeah, talking, exactly. really. It's a very faint whisper. And this, this can still happen even when you start using good headphones, um, which is something that I still have to battle with, with guests that I have on the shows. Now, I use a pair of headphones... Uh, they're Sony professional headphones. They're called the NDR7506. There will be a link in Ian's post to these because you won't remember that. Now, they cost me £70, which is expensive, but they are fantastic. They are actually professional music producer headphones, and they're very, very, very comfortable. So I record for probably about six to eight hours a week. Um, I'll have these on my head, and they are fantastic. Now, uh, seventy pounds sounds like a lot to me. So even even I w- I wouldn't. Uh, and you you do a lot more of this than me. So obviously it makes sense for you to get some more expensive ones. But I w- as as a podcaster like me who has a website, I try and do it as often as I can. So it's more or less weekly at the moment. Um, I feel like seventy pounds might be a lot. So what oh, what sort? Are there any specific headphones? What's kind of what? At what point do you get to? Uh, at what price point do you get? to a pair a set of microphones that are of a good enough standard to sort of start out with and at what point um, do you think no they're they're just not going to work if you pay let's say 10 pounds or 15 dollars or whatever you can pay a small amount of money but they have to be headphones not earphones so they have to cover your ear because that's the best option that you're going to have and if you are getting cheap headphones then i would suggest just to make sure that you're keeping the audio level as low as possible coming into your ears from the computer so that will obviously minimise any risk of, of audio escaping from them. Um, you, won't be surpri- you won't be surprised to know that I've just turned my volume down because I realised that I've been making that mistake in, for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> but it might be okay, um, but we'll talk about this after the show because I'm going to get a bit technical, but that's just for the purposes of this episode. <laughs> but mainly I would say you can get... Um, there's a company called Sennheiser, um, yeah, I, I've got. I use Sennheiser headphones at work, and I had. I've got. I haven't got them now, but I did use those at home for a while too. I was using some Sennheisers before this, and, and they were fine. I mean, they were forty pounds, but I bought them some time ago. So you can get a good pair of Sennheiser headphones for a relatively small amount of money. Probably, I don't. I, 
I'm looking this up as we speak, but probably about twenty pounds, um, which would be you know equivalent in dollars, I guess. And and they will do more than enough for what you need. Um, uh, any what, what other hardware might you need? What other sort of actual physical things might you need to buy if you want to podcast? Apart from a computer, I suppose you need a computer. Um, pen and paper. I know that's that? crazy, but you typically if you're as you're talking. Before you start recording, you may have a plan of what you're going to say, but you do not know the things that you're going to say. So what I do is I just make little notes as I'm going, for as much as I can, just so when it comes to, say, writing up show notes, which would be the the, the, the text and links that are attached to the podcast, I'll write them down as I go. So that that you know that's a, that's a good thing for me. I mean, at this level, Ian, to be honest, I think that's probably as much equipment as you are going to need. Yeah, no, well, that's it's pretty much all I use too. I mean, um, I, I don't all everything you just said. I look around me. I'm wearing some headphones. I've got a microphone and I've got pen and paper in front of me. I haven't been writing anything down during the course of the program. Which means you're going to have to listen back. That that that's your punishment. Oh man. <laughs> um, okay, so that's hardware covered. Right onto the, I guess. Um, this is the uh, potentially complicated, but it's software. So how do you actually, how do you actually record? Uh, the audio itself. How do you actually go about recording podcasts? If you a are podcast? a Mac user, you are in luck because every Mac comes with all of the programs you are going to need, and namely, that's all one program: GarageBand or GarageBand or however you say it. GarageBand has in it settings and, and presets for podcasting. Um, you can record straight into it. Um, if you're just recording on your own, or if you're recording via Skype, then you will need to go do something else, which I'll mention in a moment. Um, and you'll be able to export it out into the correct MP3 file formats that you need. You can add in the name of the podcast, any show notes and, and links. You can add the artwork, everything, fantastic, all straight in there. No problem. And it is actually all pretty well explained as well. I mean, that yeah. sounds like quite a few things, but it really is a case of clicking a few buttons. It's very, very simple. And, I mean, you could search online for a tutorial that would take you no more than 15 minutes to learn. It, it's a fantastically simple application. Um, there are many programs outside of GarageBand that will do what you need. Um, I use a plethora of applications that the majority of people will not need. I mean, I may even say, because in one, one, of, one of the podcasts that I do, which is attached to, to my blog, um, thepodcastingproject.com, um, I would say, Ian, for you to maybe just put a link to, to a couple of posts in there, because I yep. think for me to explain it here would, would not necessarily be needed. No, that's fine, and I think, I, I, and if you have, a, if you like, you say, if you're using a Mac, then the GarageBand does pretty much do everything that you need to do. It's what I use, yeah. and um, and it does the trick for me without any problems. I'm not a, I'm not any kind of audio engineer by any means, and I can throw a podcast together and and get it out. But what if you're on Windows, of course, because that's um, yeah, that's because we we both use a Mac, but uh, many, 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 I would potentially most of the people who are listening. Uh, might not be on a Mac, so they might be on Windows. Unfortunately, there isn't a application as advanced as GarageBand built into every Windows machine. However, there is a program called Audacity. Now, it's horrible to look at, uh, but it is free, and it's it's as powerful as you need it to be. Um, there are professionals that use Audacity. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I've, I've used Audacity um, um, before. Uh, um, uh, before I started doing this podcast, I used to record some audio for Words Aloud, which was a spoken night, spoken night, um, spoken word nights that I used to run. And we've also used Audacity at work, and obviously that's professional, um, like you say, professional audio editing and such. So it's perfectly all right. You're right; it does look fairly unpleasant but it, it, it's again pretty easy to use it's just a case of loading it up saying record something new and then literally hitting record isn't it yeah you just hit the red, the red button start recording and when you're finished you can sort of as it's very simple to sort of select a section maybe the start where you've not said anything you know as you're building yourself up to say hello you can select that just press delete and it will go and you can have all of the same options to add artwork to add um all of the show name and show notes before you export it and audacity is good because when you go to export a file into mp3 it pops up the box that you need to add in all of the title and all that sort of stuff before you before you export it so i mean i apologize to the windows listeners but i have not i have never recorded a podcast on a windows machine so my area of expertise is definitely the mac but audacity is a program that i've used on the mac and it's exactly the same on windows yeah, oh, it is. It is exactly the same. I've used it on both. I've recorded uh, old podcasts, but I, I don't think anything has changed in the, in the years since. Um, and it, it's uh, yeah, it would be absolutely my recommendation. Um, it's and, and the best thing about it is it's free. Yes, hooray! Yes, and Skype is 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 a, a program a lot of people may need um, if you're going to be having guests on your podcast. And Skype is the way to go uh, because it allows you to obviously to be able to call through to them. Um, however, if you have Skype, you're going to need something to record the conversation with, uh, because unfortunately Skype doesn't have a, an option to record, um, and GarageBand and Audacity will not do this. It would only record your side of the conversation. Um, there is a, an application, an add-on to Skype, called the Ecam Skype Recorder. All it does is $20, you download it and install it, and it just brings up another window in your Skype application which just has a recording button. So you just click record and it records the conversation for you. And it comes with some tools to, to do some file conversion and stuff like that. So it's it's well worth the $20. And then you would take the file that that application gives you once your call is finished and you would then put it into your editing program to chop down the, the bits that you don't need and to add the, the artwork and the show notes. Marvellous. All sounds good. I mean, we've done um, most of the Right for Your Life podcast has been... Well, actually, no, I suppose me, me and Manuela uh, worked together. So when we were doing it together, we used to sit in the same room, the same echoey room. We had loads of problems with echo uh, just because of the room that we did it in. But we were actually together most of the time. But all, all the recent podcasts that I've been doing have been over Skype, much like we're doing this one now. Yeah, you say about echo, you've, you've got always got a... That's something that... I tend to neglect to think about when when I talk to people about you've got to obviously be mindful of the area that you're recording in. Um, I'm quite lucky. I'm in I'm in a small room with lots of things in it, so there isn't a lot of echo. Um, but just doing something as simple as hanging a sheet behind you um, will capture a lot of echo if you have an issue in it. Say you live in a fantastically large studio apartment, um, you know there's going to be a lot of echo there. So things like a sheet, a duvet, um, will, will save your bacon. Because it basically just absorbs the sound. I mean, the problem we had, the problem we had at, at work was we're in this beautiful 
meeting room, but it just had a computer at one end. Um, it has this beautiful glass table in the middle and all the walls, because we're a design company, of course, all the walls perfectly white with nothing on them whatsoever. So it was... Um, it's, uh, yeah, just the echo was was made it made it difficult to make the sound quality sort of really top notch. But you know, it did yeah, the job. And I guess you can't really you and somebody else take a duvet into the conference room. That might look a bit odd. Yeah, people do get upset about that kind of thing. I've tried sleeping at work before, and it's um, <laughs> people furious. Um, okay, uh, any more software that we need to know? So, uh, how about um, how about taking us through the process of of recording a podcast so not not uploading it getting it onto the web we'll talk about that in a second so we've got a hardware with microphones plugged in the headphones are plugged in if you could sort of take us quickly through the process you would go to put together um uh, uh get the audio ready to upload in regards to editing uh you can uh, well i guess i guess the process of right so i would uh, for instance, w- once we recorded this, we fire up Skype, we speak to each other, yep. and we use eCam to record it, mm-hmm. and then um, that will give us a, a file which we then put in, which I will then put into GarageBand. And if I feel like it needs any editing, then GarageBand has got a, a nice editing tool uh, which is easy to do. And then I'm doing this for you, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, and then so you carry on from there. Put it into GarageBand and do what you need to it there. Now, GarageBand, as great as it hit, is has a few little niggles. Now, they're difficult for me to explain. And again, I, I recently had to, did this for my own blog, um, and I produced a, a short little screencast, which... Yeah, we can, we'll can we link to that as well, because it's good. Yeah, th- there's a few little bits that you you need to tweak, and, and, and they will help you um, when it comes to, to, to getting the, the file ready. Uh, there's, there's a fantastic free little tool that I use as well. So once I have my GarageBand file and I've exported it in the file format that I need it to be. Which is which is what are those what what file format? So once you've got it in yeah. once you once you've edited it, you've got the you've got it how you want it. You've got the finished piece of audio. It could be fifty minutes, twenty minutes long. That's exactly it sounds just right. You've got all the bits in that you want. Um and then you need to export it to create the file that you're then going to upload to the internet. So what file formats does it need to be in? So typically, you if it's going to if you if your your file was finished, done, you're happy with it, you're going to need it into either MP3 or AAC. I use AAC because it's smaller um, and it has higher quality, which is I don't my mind struggles to work out that how it's smaller than MP3 but higher quality than MP3. But that's what I use. Also. That you know, in GarageBand, you can add what's called a chapter marker. So in the the podcast track at the top, and you can put little pictures in and stuff to show at different times. And AAC is an enhanced podcast format, and you can do that. Um, however, there is a tool that, that I mentioned. I was going to mention called the Levelator, which is free and it's for Windows and for Mac. Um, what the Levelator does is so me and Ian's conversation now. We're two different people in two different environments using two different microphones. We are both recording this separately and Ian's going to squish them together at the end which is a more advanced process um, but even if we were recording over Skype it's the same thing we're both two different people two different places so we've got we, we will naturally have different audio levels to our voice because I probably talk louder than Ian because I'm a stupid brash cockney person um, so there is a tool called the levelator that you need to save your file into a file format called AIFF now, there is a specific way to do that in GarageBand, which I show in my screencast. Um, again, it's, it's too fiddly to, to, to discuss about you seeing it. Um, which, When you put a file into 
the levelator. It, I don't know how it does it, but it will automatically level our audio. So we are both speaking at the same audio level. So neither of us will be quieter or louder than the other one. And it does it for the whole episode. So it's a fantastic free tool that once you start getting into the point where you're caring about your audio quality and if you're having guests on, that's something that I would definitely suggest. But at the end of it, what you need is either an AAC or an MP3 file. Okay, marvellous. And um, so the next obvious step, is there any more software that we need to talk about first before we um, move no, on? I think having those, you know, either Audacity and GarageBand and the Levelator, because once you're finished with your Levelator file, you just put it back into either GarageBand or Audacity and then do the conversion to MP3 or AAC. So yeah. you only need those programs, really, and you've got pretty much all you're going to need. Yeah, and it's not. It's, 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 I mean, we've 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 talked for a few minutes there, but really, it's not. It isn't complicated. Is it? It's record over no. Skype, put it into either Audacity or GarageBand, export it um, uh, as an I AIFF file, um, and then if you want to, you can go straight to MP3. Then, if you think the levels are kind of fine, then you could just put it straight into MP3 mm-hmm. or AAC and stick it on the internet. But if you want to get the levels exactly right, use Levelator, and then uh, that will um, get you ready to go to put it on the web. Yep. So it's quite a quick process. Um, all right. So how do you get it on the web? So you've, you've, we've, we've now got a podcast, uh, episode. It's, um, an MP3 file or an AAC file. How do we get it out to the world? This is the bit which you can't do for free. Um, which is the hosting hosting costs money, but there are varying services which offer varying packages for varying amounts of money. Now, I use a couple. Uh, one called Libsyn, which is a quite an advanced um, hosting service, um, which is more expensive. It's in the, you know the tens of dollars a month, depending on the plan that you pick. Um, I pay thirty dollars a month um, per show for Libsyn hosting, um, and they provide very in-depth statistics. So if you care. Um, about you know how much I mean you, you you can basically they they offer a five dollar package but it's it's kind of not worth it at that point you'd be much better going somewhere else um, but because really for for a host like that you care about the statistics that they give you which can be broken down into per episode how many have been downloaded you know where in the world they are that sort of stuff but we both use um, a host called Buzzsprout um, which is relatively cheap hosting. Um, and you get a certain amount of hours a month of audio, um, and they they offer you statistics, and it's very user friendly. Um, it's very simple. It's a very very simple. Um, it starts at nine dollars a month for four hours um, of audio, which I can assure you is a very good deal. That's four. That's four hours per month. So that's what I, that's what I use. So it costs me nine dollars, or let's say about five or six quid a month, pounds a month, to. Um, uh, and and that that's I've always got ample left over. I've never once come close to um, to using all that. That's yeah. that's that's ample for most people. Uh, but they also do a free plan, uh, which is up to two hours a month for free. However, on their free plan, um, any episode that you have will be deleted after ninety days from their server. But still, if all you you know if you don't care about keeping an archive um, and you just want to do a weekly show. Two hours is fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Buzzsprout, I would suggest to anybody starting out, 
is a fantastic host. Yep, I've been very happy. Been very very impressed with it. So you say you have to you say you have to pay for it. What about if you have your let's say you run um, a, a WordPress site, which I know a lot of people will mm. will do listening to it, and you host it yourself. So you've paid for hosting, yes. and you, you host your website on it. Could you not just upload your audio to your own to your own no. hosting? Yes. Now I I don't do it because obviously you know you are paying for a server or you know you have your yes. own server, so there is a cost element involved. But this would be a subset of that. Now. There are, if, if you host your own WordPress, there are a couple of plugins which you can use. Um, one is called PodPress, which I have some experience with. So obviously you would upload the file to your server, then you would have a link to that file, which you can then put into the PodPress field. So when you go into the PodPress part of WordPress, so it's, it's a plugin that you have to download, as, as we mentioned. Um, you would be able to put the URL of the file in and then fill out all of the necessary data and it will create a post around that file and put it into an RSS feed for you. Now, that might be the first time I've mentioned RSS feeds. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and that's... The, uh, shall I move on to that now? Yeah, go for it. Let's, uh, let's do this. Okay. Yeah, it's... it's work on the back of rss feeds if there is if there are no rss feeds there are no podcasts um, because that is the way that everybody gets them and right at the start of the show when i used the wikipedia definition and i said about syndication that's what it is um, rss is a system of syndication in which you have a, a feed that is generated by a site or by a hosting provider which will automatically tell an RSS reader or podcast catcher when a new episode is, is has been published. So all of your any host or that you have or the your PodPress plugin in WordPress for example or one of the others will give you create an RSS feed for you. This RSS feed you would submit to iTunes if you want your podcast to be in the iTunes directory or you would offer on your website and say this is my RSS feed for my podcast. People will take that RSS feed, they will either subscribe to it in iTunes so they can get it on their iOS device, or they will take that RSS feed and put it into an Android application to get it on their Android phone, or, you know, that, that, that sort of idea. RSS is difficult to explain, but you, all you need to think of is my host or my plugin will give me this RSS feed. This is what I say to people, take this feed and you give them a link to the feed on your page or you would submit it to a directory and say, this is how you get my podcast. And every time a new episode has been published, uh, either to your, again, to your host or on your site, it, the RSS feed will automatically recognize that and say to all of your listeners, here is a new, when they go into the application that has their podcasts in, it'll say, here is a new episode. It's called episode 27. That's yeah, right. does that make uh, sense? RSS is difficult to explain. It is always difficult to explain, but it, I think it. I think that uh, it's. I think I think more and more people understand it these days. I mean, it's just it's it's how people subscribe to Write for Life, all the articles and all that kind of thing. Yeah. People either subscribe to an RSS feed, which they get in a an RSS reader like Google Reader. Or they uh, get email updates. So a lot of uh, majority of Write for Your Life um, subscribers actually are subscribed to get emails. So every day at a certain time, whatever's been posted in that 
since the last update will get sent out to people in an email and that's all done through rss as well so it's just the system that uh, pushes out new episodes to people of the podcast and what we're saying here is that mm. you can you 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 don't need to worry about that as long as all you have to do is to use one of these plugins or if you use something like buzzsprout that's even easier that will do it for you but you just have to pay a little bit of money for it yeah um and what about, so, I mean, a lot of people think that iTunes is kind of, that is where you get podcasts, but it isn't really. There are lots of different podcast directories, but iTunes kind of is the main one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's where people will go. I mean, if your podcast isn't in iTunes, then it, it, it might as well not be anywhere. Because You're nobody. There really isn't, there really isn't any other podcast directories that are worth knowing anymore. No, that's true. It is. It has kind of taken over. Uh, well, not taken over. It kind of. It was. Al- it's always been in charge, really, hasn't it? Sort of pushing all the little kids around, sort of holding their forehead. And- well, Twitter was created by a podcast directory service. Mm, Odeo, wasn't it? Yeah, and and Twitter was a sort of just. It's a company called Odeo, and they were a podcast directory service before iTunes offered it. Um, and the people that did that just they did Twitter as part of the service, and then spun it off, and then Odeo died, and Twitter lived on. And do you know what Odeo, have, what they did? When they when they disbanded, they kept an awful lot of my audio. Because we used to do the Words Aloud podcast, which I mentioned earlier, mm. uh, which was basically performances from the night that we'd recorded and then we put them out. It wasn't really a proper podcast, to be honest, but um, we used the service and we have not been able to access them. No one answers my emails. It's like they don't care. And it's still up there. People can still listen to that stuff and I've got absolutely no way of accessing it. <laughs> So it's still there, but yeah, there's. Been, I've I've had people come to me, and I've had to apologise to them. People that performed at Words Aloud several years ago, and they're you know people are performing their poetry. It means a lot to them, and they've said, oh, I I know that this is this is uh, online. I wonder if you could take it off because kind of I don't really want that work up there now. It doesn't really represent what I do anymore, and you know it's a bit makes me feel a bit uncomfortable can you get rid of it and I can't, I'm really sorry but I can't I've got no idea it's just stuck online but of course of course that will not happen to you because everything that we've told you to uh, everything that we've described in this podcast is perfectly legit it's too legit to quit as MC yes. Hamo said once and he would, he would continue to say that about this I think he would um, so how, the, the last thing because we've been talking for an awful long time I hope it's been useful but the last thing perhaps just want to cover is, is statistics now how do you how do you know if people are actually listening to your podcast how do you know how many people are subscribed in itunes so this is where a hosted solution will help you um if you used either libsyn or buzzsprout as i mentioned they will have per episode statistics for how many people have downloaded an episode um and if you used the rss feed that they provide you will also have a subscriber count However, I will always suggest that you take any feed that that you have, whether it's provided through your WordPress or through a host, and put it through Google's FeedBurner service. So you would go, you would sign up for FeedBurner, give them the RSS feed that your that has been created for you, and they will give you a new RSS feed, a FeedBurner RSS feed, which you would then use to submit to iTunes. Now you do this because it will give you a better idea of how many people are subscribed by RSS, because FeedBurner is an RSS tracking um, service. And also as well, in the future, if for example you had started um, using your own hosted solution and had decided that you wanted to move to Buzzsprout or something, you would only need to change the feed with FeedBurner. So for example, you would say 
hey, Mr. Feedburner, you don't really say that, but here is the new RSS feed for my podcast. It's changed from my own personal one to this new Buzzsprout one, and then iTunes will not see any change. Because this is a key thing to mention, you can, it is extremely difficult to change RSS feed in iTunes. Apple offer no system to podcasters for managing their RSS or managing their show. You just submit the feed, and that's all. You can't log in and change anything. iTunes will give you no information, uh, because all it, all iTunes is doing is giving somewhere for people to, to, to download. It doesn't do any hosting or any statistics. That all comes from the, the back-end solution that you have. And I just wanted to mention one thing um, that I forgot about self-hosting. Obviously, bear in mind, if your podcast becomes massively successful... Um, it can cost you money if you're self-hosting because people maybe say for example um we you know you were to get people to to blog about your podcast and you were to get thousands and thousands of people listen unexpectedly they're all going to be downloading that file from your server so that can cause quite a heavy load on your server and could could be issues for you either from financial or just for your server crashing so it's just something I would mention but yes so you, you know, with statistics, mainly you're going to see them through the hosted solutions. That's one of the, the ways that, you know, they can ensure they will be able to remain charging is because they can offer statistics for the files that maybe on a self-hosted solution you may not get. Yeah, and again, Buzz, Buzzsprout, I, I think is excellent for that. I've, it's, all the statistics I need are just sort of sat there, and I don't need many, let's be honest. I just go on a... Yeah, nice little graphs. So I go on and I see that you know three million people have listened to Right for Your Life's podcast and in the last half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if only. Um, but yeah, it works very well. Um, so we can we can recommend Buzzsprout as well. So I I feel like that's fairly comprehensive. It's forty five minutes worth of talking about podcasts. Do you think? Is there anything that you feel like we've missed? Yes, but not that anybody <laughs> needs to know right now. There's a lot okay. more to this. But that's the gist. That's the gist, isn't it? If you just, just want to get out, get a po- yeah, I, we have given you more information than you need. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty. Well, well there's plenty. Um, but what we'll do is in in the post uh, that this goes with on the on Right for Your Life, um, I will include a whole host of links to all the things that we've mentioned. And um, I'm sorry, and for it, mentioning so many things. <laughs> No, it's quite it's quite all right. It's my own. Fault. I should have written them all down, shouldn't I? And I've got to go back and listen to it and write them all down. So it was Sony headphones. It was Buzzsprout. It was oh, I'll be there forever. Um, but yeah, so there'll be all, all this loads of links, loads of uh, other places you can go to for more information about all this sort of thing. But if you if you are in the least bit inclined to start your own podcast, then I I found it really uh, rewarding for for my own writing and and definitely for the for the website it's really it's giving me it, it sounds stupid and you perhaps wouldn't think it sometimes or maybe you would think it actually but it's giving you know it helps build your confidence and it helps you feel better and more equipped to speak in front of people and just to sort of you know most people cringe at the sound of their own voice and i'm no different i think it's fairly common but once you've sort of <laughs> this is one way of listening to it enough so you get used to it and get to a point where it's vaguely bearable and it's really good fun too. Yes, that's also a good point. That's probably the. To be honest, that's probably the key point. Actually, is it's just quite a good, quite a good laugh to do it. It's quite quite good. 
you know, it's quite a good skill. It's a good experience. It's something you can put on your CV as well. You know, applying for a job. Can you, you know, have what, what, what are your skills? Well, I run a podcast. I can record audio and edit audio. And it means I've got interpersonal skills. That's what people always put on CVs, isn't it? Very useful. We're right, Mike. Inter- yes. Indeed. Right. Before you go, you need to tell us, uh, just remind us who the hell you are and where you come from. Yes, um, I'm Mike, I'm from London, and I'm a podcaster. Um, you can find links to the five different podcasts that I do over at thepodcastingproject.com, which is where I go into a lot more detail. It is quite technical um, about you know what you need to do to create a podcast. And on Twitter? Oh, on Twitter, I'm at imike, which is I-M-Y-K-E. Um, if you have any questions about podcasting, feel free to direct them to me. I have no problem answering them. Because um, Ian's useless, so, and he hates talking to people. But this is I, true, and I, I'm and I need to ask you questions. I need to ask you questions <laughs> now as well. I've, I have the things I have written down as actually questions that I need to ask you, just to say, what did you mean by that? I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> so we'll, we'll do that in a second. But thanks, uh, thank, thanks very much for your, thanks very much for your help, and um, and I hope that was useful for people. And um, we'll uh, uh, speak to you soon. Goodbye. Cheers. <laughs>